0: Nobody had ever put a woman in the lead of an action movie, yeah. because it wouldn't work.
1: What? Politics ruin or rather control your whole life, man, you're going to be a miserable person. Straight up. And Unfortunately, that's where we're at. A lot of people are consumed by this. And it's driving them crazy. And they hate their neighbors. Sad.
0: Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome back after uh, a short hiatus. It really wasn't that long. uh, To The Underground for episode 121. I am joined once again by the one, the only, Joseph.
2: Wild West, pimp style.
0: And I'm your other host, David. Sexual Tyrannosaurus. And this is the show where every week we remind you. Politics ruins everything. Joseph, welcome back.
3: Yeah, man. Welcome back. A brief hiatus. I mean, there's a lot to cover, I guess. I mean, man, it's been too long. It's been too long. Give me the meat and give it to me at all. No.
0: (laughs) Never forget
3: never forget (laughs) i want to forget you know it's funny they didn't win they didn't i don't think they received any nomination or they didn't win any awards what was it i think it was nominations they didn't get one single nomination at the golden globes if the golden globes still matter to you they don't to me but
0: i realized after the game awards this year that i really could care less about award shows yeah um game awards rightly gave game of the year to elden ring think it was a good call and they get they gave uh best best story or whatever that is to god of war which was also
3: the best call oh you um, know who did the music for god of war
0: yeah the same guy that did it for rings of power and the score mm. for god of war is exceptional <laughs> dude i'm t- like I, I i was watching a little bit of Mahler's review for it and he should he would show uh scenes from the game uh, uh-huh. Both cutscenes and some some of the gameplay, and then he would take everything out except for the score and leave the image of what was happening there. I, I'm telling you, man, that dude phoned in Rings of Power, a hundred percent. And and it's the difference of because we had talked about this uh, back when we were reviewing it that it's like sure, maybe the music sounds nice uh, in Rings of Power, like some of the score isn't like it, it's not killing your ears but what really makes a score excellent what makes it rise above is when it works with what's actually happening yep, when you with have the yeah when you're able to take character's themes and put them in and change them just slightly it's like you still know that that's the theme and you kind of understand even in the back of your head what's going on mm-hmm. um you know and it and it rises and falls when it needs to and we talked about all that in in the reviews but dang man the the score for God of War Ragnarok is Excellent. It's excellent. The guy, I. It's like he just was so busy working on that. He was like, "Sure, you know, uh, <laughs> showrunners for Rings of Power. I'll throw something together for you." What's his uh, name, like
3: Brian McQueery or something like that? Uh, I'll look it up. Real yeah, way. I can't quite remember. But yeah, no, it definitely the Rings of Power. The score, good. <laughs> you know, not bad, but it's definitely would have been better had the story. Uh, been a lot better and i think that just goes to show you too that what we've said time and time again is that the story you know regardless of it's if it's the cinematography or vfx specifically is what we mentioned the musical score whatever the story can elevate other stuff that maybe that you could overlook because a story or the characters right are interesting even some of the even the the plot can have holes in it, but if you have really interesting characters, it can kind of help you to overlook those holes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it has to be like really good if that's the case. Yeah, it does. I don't mean I don't mean like <laughs> major plot holes, right? That are just okay. That's odd. I'm just talking yeah. about small and mi- minor ones. Sure, sure. I'm trying to find that guy, but. Uh, don't worry
0: about it because the the lovely people need to know about the value for value system
3: yes well i just want him to know if he you know we don't have the money to pay him but if he wants to do any kind of music musical score for us uh brian
0: your mouth is saying things that your check can't cash my guy Brian mcquery McQueary. yes i think that's right yeah
3: yeah um yeah, no, I can't cash that check. I'm just saying if he wanted to donate to the Value for Value system, David, come on. Come on here. Uh, that he could donate his talent and his time or his treasure. And if you're listening right now, you can also donate your time, talent, and treasure. Our Value for Value system is a listener-supported business model where you determine the value of our content and what it's Worth. If you feel you're getting value from our content, please consider becoming a supporter by donating to us. You know, your time, meaning any effort you put into improving or developing our content, talent, any skills you possess that you want to contribute to help develop our platform and treasure, meaning your money, you can make a one time donation or a recurring contribution. And speaking of both Tyler Daniels and John Burke are the producers of this episode. I know we were speaking earlier, but I did see that. Uh, that both John and Tyler donated prior to our last aired podcast. Oh, perfect. Yep. Um, I've verified everything, and just to let the good people know, if you donate to our show and it's under $100, you become a producer, whether if it's uh, a one-time donation or over a period of time. But once it gets above that $100 donation mark, whether if it's accumulative donations or one time, you become an executive producer. If it's above $200, uh, or associate executive executive producer. If it's above 200, then you get the executive producer credit, and all these credits we will vouch for. Just be sure to include a note in your PayPal donation if you so choose. You can do so. But that is our value for value. Hey, man, listen, I think that was under a minute and a half. All right. I think I did yeah. it. I think I did it. Uh, Off the top of my head.
0: you You want to a cookie for doing your job
3: i do, I, do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's been so long to where it's lasted like three four five minutes and you remember like we were talking i think it, what, what was it like before i uh before we went on hiatus uh and i think i was telling you dude i've been doing these shorts and i've noticed what you're talking about man the value for value system lasts like three to five minutes
0: dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey man it's all you know it's all about getting it tight getting it right
3: you know oh yeah
0: yeah um okay so i i make i'm calling a quick audible since we're going straight from the value for value system into the show mm-hmm. uh we're gonna do a little segment i'm only gonna play a little bit of this okay uh, if you have a moment where you want me to stop uh one of these days we'll start using uh watch together for stuff like this but mm-hmm. for now we'll just we'll do this because uh, watch together you can also pause the video um
3: are you doing why value for value is important? Yes. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm going to su- change the show notes.
0: I'm switching over to, to starting with that because it makes sense right after the value mm-hmm. for value segment. Um, and just for a little bit of setup, I uh, came across this video a couple weeks ago, I think because of Chrissy Mayer, but I honestly don't remember because it was a couple weeks ago. Uh, and I, you know, I was like watching some different live streams. and. Um,
3: <laughs> dude i found about this oh yeah like three yeah. weeks ago
0: myself and um so as as many people who watch youtube and follow <laughs> different creators are maybe aware uh there's a company that uh call I, I don't know if this is exactly what they're called but uh it's established titles mm-hmm. and essentially i think what it does is that you buy a like for like 100 bucks or something like that and he, they may actually excuse me, explained it in the video, but you you pay some money, they give you a quote-unquote title, and I think they also like plant a tree or something, you know, so you feel good about yourself while also just getting this piece of paper.
3: And it's supposed Um, to be one square foot of land too.
0: Now, Joseph, when you saw this, was there, this ad, and people are running running this ad on YouTube, they're getting paid to to get sponsored by these guys, Um, was there anything in you that ever went, man, I'd really like that?
3: No. The first thing that crossed my mind is like this is bull crap yeah. because the government <laughs> would tax the heck out of this if you could actually actually <laughs> you know get land like this, yeah. You know, I mean so it you know, I mean it's not just established titles too, it's the Kamikoto uh japanese knives. oh the
0: knives okay yeah, yeah i R- have R- a,
3: a thing <laughs> japanese they're made in china
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the thing man It's like i don't know if so you have like the Raycons that i assume are just either mid or low tier uh wire like bluetooth headphones you have established titles you have the kimikoto knives you've got um raid shadow legends which is listen Ray Shadow Legends. Official
3: sponsor of the podcast. Yeah,
0: I think they're a, a real Ray thing. Shadow Legends. People still are pushing that. I think Ronda Rousey got a character in it. <laughs> so, I i don't it that, just
3: arm bars everyone every time yeah that it.
0: one is like a joke because there was a time where literally everyone on youtube was sponsored by Raid Shadow. like you couldn't watch yeah. anyone's videos without getting a raid shadow legends thing and so uh shout out to, to gundam for still being sponsored by them in particular it's really funny to me um but one of the reasons i wanted to talk about established titles is because gundam was one of the the people who uh was sponsored by them uh now Obviously, this is no shade against him or honestly anybody that was selling this stuff. As far as I'm concerned, if you were uh, bought into this whole idea of paying like a hundred bucks or whatever it is to buy a title, uh, mm-hmm. you know, good on the guys who sold it to you because you know they're just yeah. ma- they're making money. And if you want to buy a, a goofy like product like that, I, yeah. listen, hey,
3: it's not their fault. Uh, yeah. that you you know. It's like if anyone was actually mad about this being a quote-unquote it, quote, scam, it's like, yeah. you know what I mean? Eh, I whatever. wouldn't say it's a scam. I always viewed it as a novelty novelty thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's, yeah
0: I feel you. Uh, it's you it's just not something I would spend money on.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't think it's necessarily, maybe I'm wrong on this. You, you, know, Anyone else, feel free to disagree with me. I really care. It's not a hill I'm going to die on. Right. I really don't think it's a scam. I just think it's a... You know, like I said, novelty item. Yeah, and maybe
0: the whole like now the Kamikoto
3: knives—that's a scam. Yeah,
0: maybe the scam angle is specifically for um, YouTube clicks.
3: Yeah, you know, because he calls
0: it established title scam,
3: YouTube's biggest con. Um, it may be technically like legally a scam, but I'm like, if anybody's, my whole mindset is, if anybody's actually going to this thinking that they're getting a square foot of land. What the heck are you going to do? Like, even if you got a <laughs> square foot stand of land, in Scotland, here it is. Are you just gonna like
0: plant some basil there or something. <laughs> go like? take your go take your title there and get a picture on your square foot.
3: That's pretty funny. <laughs> you um, know what I mean? Yeah. It's like no one can be doing this and seriously thinking like, "Where's my plot of land? <laughs> my square foot of land?" Um, All but, right. So but, I, I'm gonna yeah.
0: play a little bit of this. You let me know if you want me to stop anywhere. Um, okay. And and we'll just go from there.
2: If you watched a video of Rand some ordinary gamers, or the quartering in the past year, you've probably Definitely seen a sponsorship quartering from yeah. the company established titles. Now, despite glowing reviews from some of but YouTube's pause right here. And most trusted, trustworthy-
3: yeah, very funny uh, that that he said that. I do one of the things um, I know that he'll probably, I'm assuming, he'll mention later on is that. Uh, uh, it, if you're going to be sponsored by someone I in my opinion I think it's appropriate that you do appropriate research if you're going to receive money from someone and advertise them on your content that's why we don't because I could really care less to do that research unless it's something like I, you know spend all my time oh dude. doing that I could all that we could already vouch for like these headphones I have or I don't know one of the books I've read like
0: yeah I, I it's a tough call. Uh, with stuff like that i I don't know if I would take time out of one of our shows. like there'd have to be I don't know. If Ghost Energy Drinks wanted to send me a refrigerator and give me like a year's supply of the blue raspberry ones, I'd put a fridge back here that people could see in the background and I'd like mention it every once in a while on a stream or something. It would be, but that's the thing is, and and we'll get into it with this, but this is kind of a reason why we've decided to go with the value for value model because you just completely avoid ever having to deal with this kind of stuff where it's like, oh, you know, you, people find out like three years from now that Raycons uh, were causing them to go deaf or something. You know, I, you know, I'm yeah. making this up, obviously, but
3: blue Raspberry is directly linked to cancer. Yeah.
0: Well, they're, I don't even think there's actually blue raspberry in it. They're doing some voodoo with those things, man, because it's it's just <laughs> That's like,
3: how I about rain and energy drinks for yeah, a
0: while. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they're doing to get like uh, orange creamsicle flavor out of it or whatever and it's it's literally it's 10 calories i mean you you literally cannot lie about that and it's just it's great 200 milligrams of caffeine it's it's pretty crazy
3: that's Uh, a sweet spot i think between 100 and 200 anytime i get above 200 milligrams of caffeine i get nauseated uh,
0: a lot of people do you have to eat a lot i mostly use it for pre-workout anyway we're we're getting we're getting all right let me keep playing this
2: creators this company is a complete scam now i do have to say that i believe most of these creators don't realize that it's a scam with the exception of one who we'll talk about in a minute but that does not get these guys off the hook and they need is it the quartering okay
0: so here's uh, this is a problem i have with the the video in particular where this guy i would disagree with this guy um i don't it it is not necessarily up to the youtuber to stop you from buying something that they're they're selling yep. you. Like this is the weird thing that I this like where like personal responsibility sort of gets thrown out the window with a lot of this stuff as if if anyone actually bought into this it wasn't them taking the time to go sign up on this website, put in all their information, put in their card information and buy this thing. Yeah. The only person you really have to blame is yourself. Now is it yep. is it a little bit is it a little bit scummy like if you did false advertising on it. Sure. But that was never the intention that I got. It's like, Oh, this just seems like a waste
3: of money to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and you should always do your own research when you're going to buy something. Um, it's not again, when it comes on YouTube, you know what I mean? If you're just taking any content creators advice on something, uh, and not doing your own research, whether if it's tertiary or extensive, yeah. Then you know it falls back on you. And I do agree. I think he's trying to place the blame on the YouTubers. And I think to an extent, you know, yeah. if you're go- again, if you're going to sponsor something or advertise something, you it comes across when stuff like this and and could be entirely wrong. But they didn't know researchers like, hey, you gave me a bunch of money, I'm gonna sponsor. You know what I mean? Without yeah. actually going yeah. through it, which is fine. I mean, that's their prerogative. I just think. If, if we were going to do something like that to where we had advertisers, in my opinion, I would research something because I would only want to advertise stuff that I actually liked.
0: The, uh, the way that I would suggest most people if they decide to go down the route of doing things like this is to ask the company to essentially, for like Raycons, for instance, make Raycons send you some Raycons,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: and then take the time to listen to them and try to give an honest review and also let Raycons know that if this is going to work out, that you're going to be honest and you're not just going to be reading off an ad to them, uh, yep. to people. Because I think that's what happens most of the time is people are like, yeah, these work well enough and then they just, you know, it's why well, you probably our don't Our integrity see, is
3: important to us. Right. You know what I mean? And it's probably
0: why you also didn't, don't see some of the review channels who have who, who specifically focus on tech or other things like that. I I would bet a lot of them aren't sponsored by Raycon because they wouldn't be able to really, like, truthfully talk about it. Or, yeah. like, I just don't, like, for Gundam, like, Gundam in particular, who I'll defend, um, I just don't think he cares. It's just like, yeah, you want to sponsor me? Cool, I'll read an ad for you. It's like, yeah. hey, how mu-, you know, it's like, where I'm getting some money off, off of this. And I, it's it's hard to blame him. It's like, that's that's the gig. Like, sometimes that's what you sign up for when you're trying to make a career out of YouTube or you're trying to
3: do anything like that. So Yeah, trying to make some money and help your bank account, I get uh we just go about things differently and everyone has their different view on things you know what i mean right get your bag and, every and way you want to get it
0: the whole point of it again is to show that with a value for value system if people are willing to uh donate to the show we don't have to sell you random stuff yep we don't have to throw like be like hold on one second joseph Give me a second to talk about Raycons or Sh- Raid Shadow Legends is our sponsor. And if you do this thing, then you'll get Joseph in the game for free. You know, yeah. what I mean? like that kind of thing. And it's
3: just it goofy. also allows us to speak freely on. Actually, these Raycons aren't as good as these Bose headphones I have or, or whatever. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? I feel you. <laughs> Don't buy Bose.
0: Uh, all right you're just playing before accepting for
2: accepting the 20k plus a month these guys are making 20K from doing month. deals with this scam company. Now before I break down how Man, this, this company guy... is a scam. Pause
3: it. Okay, so for 20k a month, I'll say whatever you want. <laughs> <to. laughs> and so here's here's the problem. Just and kidding. Yet, I am joking. Well, hey, I
0: I mean, you know, there's a little truth in every joke. Like if someone if someone came uh I, I would never blame anyone if someone was like you'll get 20k a month and all you have to do is this.
3: Oh, you mean I gotta read this one-minute ad
0: at the beginning or end of my my video or whatever? Yeah, I mean I can totally understand why someone would take that offer. Mm-hmm. They're not twenty k in a month is a lot of money. That's, that's a lot of money if ton. that's true. Now here's yeah. part here's part of the problem. And maybe he does actually. Um, uh, nope, I don't think he actually does get into it. Um, but the. I would want to know, like, if you're gonna make a claim like that. If you're gonna, first of all, if you're, he's his whole thing is it's a scam, right? But if you're right. gonna say they're making 20k a month off of that, gotta have so, the receipts, exactly. And you're telling me that every single creator who established titles is working with that they're all making that that it's it's an even pot all the way around. And I would be hesitant to believe that.
3: Uh, well, I just didn't I mean? say established titles. If you want a sponsor. <laughs> Um,
0: uh, you can become a Lord or like <laughs> Jake in the to- troll room was also asking. He wonders if the Lord of War will get a sequel. And, uh, I, I hope so. I think it'd be really funny, man. So much happened while we were away. I know, dude. It's It's crazy. All right twitter's I'm going, to going let these
2: creators in a montage of clips explain what the company wants you to believe they are doing all thanks to our sponsor established titles their project based on the historic scottish custom where landowners are referred to as lords or ladies in english and that means as of today <laughs> that's right i'm
0: officially a lord better than that is to give those fun tangible assets as gifts for the upcoming holidays and thanks to today's sponsor established titles okay you get the point of that
3: yeah
2: the first issue, Maybe they is they Most scammed. fundamental, and that is the fact that when you buy one of their one square foot plots of land in Scotland, you aren't actually buying any land at all.
3: One hundred thirty-eight
2: dollars.
0: So
3: I was you off. Is a
2: gag gift known Pause as it. a souvenir.
3: One square foot of land. I'll go back to that. And see if I can get that.
2: <laughs> Anybody
3: who fell for that, listen.
0: Uh, you're kind, man. I'm telling you, you're kind of. Oh, I no, was no, born no, at no night. Listen, but for I wasn't an, born last night. For an extra. Uh, one hundred and sixty dollars. You can get five square feet, and for ten square feet, it's an extra three hundred dollars. Uh, so you can get more than one square foot if you if you true. decide to. Um, would you? And honestly, that's where maybe the kind of scammy nature of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That might I might be able. You know. Uh, yep. do you want us to print your certificate? Yes, for an extra thirty dollars. <laughs> would you like us to frame your c- certificate for an extra sixty dollars? Um, so you could spend nearly what four hundred dollars? Yeah, like would be, you'd be you if you got Easy. top of the line, it'd be probably a little over four hundred with tax.
3: And if you got top Look, of the line, you get a plot number. But like, here's the thing: why would I buy ten square Bro, feet of land if I'm not gonna actually go there and u- utilize it? I just had this like this thought okay
0: so and we have to we'll have to talk about this but we'll just we'll we'll pause in the middle of this for a second i think it would be hysterical if um we got to a point you know how um adam and john have uh knighting ceremonies or dame knight, they have knights and dames <laughs> what if when we finally kind of figure that out and we
3: copy them
0: we yeah we do exactly what established titles did as like and we just own the meme of of that and, we, and it's like hey you've donated and then so you get like you know your, <laughs> your a name difficult. on the thing
3: yeah and a fake bottle land too. we just send them like <laughs> the cheapest turf <term. laughs> like uh at a you know how they have home depot we have a menards here and they have you go to the the land, you know, the, the home good section, the land section or whatnot, whatever section it's called. And they have those fake artificial turf. And we just send people, you know, the one square foot of fake artificial turf.
0: <laughs> that would get expensive, but it'd be really funny it to print off. It would be
3: hilarious. It would be really funny to, to
0: print off um, papers for people to like frame that's like, uh, it, you know it says like producer or whatever and it has their their whatever <laughs> title that they want specifically I, it'd be we kind should. of fun and we could sign it at we could have them all like you know we could get one and do like duplicates and have our our names like signed down at the bottom or something yeah i don't know it'd be funny Maybe one it'd day. Be, maybe one day. It'd be hilarious. Just, it'd be hilarious, hilarious like, too. Oh, like if they like, got
3: above good. that, like five hundred or one thousand dollar mark, we go and get the like once we put them like the cheapest
0: <laughs> some sod. <laughs> yeah, we just go send them some <laughs> dirt, just a little bit of dirt.
3: <laughs> oh uh, man, that'd be too good. That's anyway, a great idea, actually. <laughs>
0: yeah. So i I just wanted to I wanted to bring this up because again it it shows the potential for a value for value model Mm -hmm. where it okay it's going to take a little bit longer you're not going to be like guaranteed i mean and to be honest you're not guaranteed a lot of money taking on sponsorships anyway especially uh in today's climate yeah and depending on how they want you to handle it because sometimes if you don't if if you don't get like sales essentially on that end, like on your specific link that they give you, if people don't follow that all the way through, then you
3: don't really get anything from it. Um, well and here's the other thing. If you say something they don't like, they might get rid of that money. Yeah. Yep. And get rid of you. It's the same thing, you know, the reason why we are so adamant about the value for value system, it's a way from us for us to decentralize from YouTube, right? And from all these big companies and to just be listener supported. We are only beholden to you. That way If YouTube gets mad at us or anyone else gets mad at us, you know, if we had sponsors, we don't have to worry about their money. All we have to do is worry about making quality content for you guys. And if our listeners, you know, when that, you know, value comes in for us, it increases increases the quality of the product and they get to be a part of it. It's, you know, it's, it's you guys that make us. Mm -hmm. So, yeah.
0: All right, so we're going to go ahead and move on from this and get into some other news. Um, th- this came on my radar a couple days ago. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 sequel on Ice, Potential Man of Steel in Jeopardy, as Warner Bros. considers major DC reboot. Um,
3: and James Gunn came out today and said that that's not true. Mm, <laughs> at least what, uh, specific, uh, the reboot with like, hint. Yeah, at least with, I don't think they're going to do like a full on reboot, maybe a soft reboot, but who knows? I mean, I I think think it's,
0: I think they should just
3: full on reboot. I agree. I
0: I don't think that they necessarily have to get rid of actors if the actors want to stay. But I I think you have some sort of big press conference type deal. Uh, You have whoever is now going to be leading the DC cinematic universe, whatever they're going to end up calling it. Uh, and you tell everyone, look, this is what we're doing going forward. We are starting from scratch. You're going to get Superman. You're going to get Batman, whatever their whatever their plan is, right? Right. Leading up, I guess, to Justice League. I mean, it's going to be tough for them because they've been so all over the place for the last, mm-hmm. like, five years. I mean, we've gotten a lot of content from them, but it's not exactly been great,
3: it's gonna come down to, as it always does, the writing. I think if they can keep keep Henry Cavill as Superman and reboot it, just go ahead and reboot it, right? Or yeah. maybe you do a man is still two. That's a reboot somehow. Um. <laughs> <laughs> just Can't call it that. Yeah, uh, Rebo- but Superman I think reborn. Keep, I uh, what's his name? Jason Momoa. I think you could keep him not as Aquaman, recast him as a different one. I he just. Uh, see, that, I mean, a-
0: that you're running into trouble already, man. That's that's where you run into trouble because you can't yeah. just. You can't yeah. just switch people over into those.
3: Into a new role. Yeah. Um, yeah it's just hard. They I just, mean, you know I what think they should
0: like do is they should just Jason, have, have Henry Cavill play everybody, <laughs> including <laughs> Wonder Woman.
3: <laughs> Dude, like Jason Momoa, great actor. And it's not like he did a bad job playing Aquaman. It's just, I don't know. He just never seemed to fit it for me. Joseph, that just, makes sense. Joseph just wants his Aryan Aquaman. <laughs> yeah exactly
0: <laughs> dude Aquaman's just lame that's the only that's one of the reasons i appreciated at least what uh jason momoa the- was bringing to the character yeah he's been he's been so lame for so <laughs> long um they did a pretty good job with him in the injustice games yeah. uh, making him pretty cool and like He's like, People are getting eaten by sharks and stuff like that. That was cool. But... Just
3: make Kanye Aquaman. Oh, no. <laughs> uh,
0: so, this says, uh, a sequel to 2022's Wonder Woman uh, 1984 from director Patty Jenkins is not moving forward at Warner Brothers. As new DC studio chiefs James Gunn and Peter Saffron prepare to unveil their strategy next week for the future of DC. So, when uh, I we think say a next idea, week, this was December 7th. Um, okay, so we're we're a couple. To, uh, we're this still hasn't quite happened, so we're
3: still well within yeah. this time period. I think that's um, a good thing because 1984 wasn't a good movie, and I think the oh, first one, so bad, everyone man. raved about it when it came out. I just thought it was a you know solid like BB plus B+ movie. Yeah, to it has a quick not, rating on it. It has not. Uh, but I don't think it's going to stand the test of time.
0: Yeah, and it hasn't held up for me either. In yeah, because it all it took, man, is some people pointing out these weird things that happen yeah. in it uh like her yeah. taking a so i this I, I get a little confused about what with the writing in that movie because mm-hmm. um they they make like this moral judgment about world war one mm-hmm. and Wonder Woman like doesn't ever ask why uh the Brits are like fighting the Germans in world War one right they just go right. well this side had gas and they were doing experiments and they were borderline Both trying sides to had gas. right and they were trying to borderline push it into like this is we just didn't want to do world war Two, for whatever reason um and that might be comic book accuracy stuff whatever uh, but it's it, that's kind of what it felt like and so if you really think about it wonder woman was like murdering german conscripts like if you think about uh all quiet on the western front and like all those kids who were sent to the front lines, who were basically lied to about why they were there, and all of a sudden this superhuman woman comes through and just starts murdering all of them. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, right. it looked cool. Um, so there's there's some other stuff with that and the way they, you know, that was back in that era where the third act was always just a giant CG fest. Oh, um, man. and it's it's pretty goofy. Better better
3: than the freaking. 3d crap we went through in the what no, was that, it like yeah, that but
0: that was still part of it man 3D ah, was still man, going it was, on. wasn't
3: still it yeah that's a terrible um, time period for cinema
0: also uh i i know that oh shoot i, I that what's her face um gal gadot uh she's not a good actress people just don't know think so she, either. she's just attractive that's all it is yeah um she you know <laughs> <there's> some, <laughs> she she's not a very good actress um, also man
3: She's not at all. I mm-hmm. thought they uh oh man, what's a polite way to say this? You know the no, Brick of Wood, <laughs> block of wood. That's a you know, a block of wood. That's you know the nice she just she she's just stale performances. Now I'm not sitting here saying I could be better than her, obviously. Uh it's just I can't connect with the character. It's very what's the word I'm looking for? There's no complexity, there's no depth. Um,
0: She's, well, yeah, I mean, she it, kind of gets very led like, around in her movies all the time. So you have that in... You know what I mean? No, I don't. You're just making weird... Well, no, like, that, uh, that, that. it's
3: very cookie cutter.
0: <laughs> is that what cookie cutter means?
3: <laughs> yeah, like, oh, hey, I'm going to do the right thing. And hey, hey, <laughs> you know, we are friends. For those of you we listening... Help friends
0: out. For you, those of you listening to the podcast, Joseph is, like, moving his arms back and forth... <laughs>
3: and <laughs> everything old, those old cartoons like that
0: i, I guess um oh, oh and then not to mention in swine. uh in 1984 she uh uh sleeps with a man without his consent while being possessed by another man
3: <laughs> oh yeah
0: and no one was like oh yeah like,
3: i thought that ha- was weird that just got, i remember watching that
0: that just got by all of the the producers by the editors no one was like hey patty can we uh can we talk about this for a second you know what i mean this we gotta gotta cut this it's not okay uh all right so it says according to a studio insider after jenkins submitted a treatment for the third wonder woman she was informed by studio leadership that it did not mesh with gun and saffron's emerging plans for dc universe and the studio would not make the project uh curiously on monday wonder woman star gal gadot posted to social media that she was so grateful for the opportunity to play such an incredible iconic character and that she can't wait to share her next chapter with you sparking widespread speculation as to what the next chapter would be uh i i imagine they won't get rid of her i, I mean look i know uh we were ragging on gal Gadot, but she at least look wise looks like wonder woman yeah she's she, very she, believable it's the acting chops yes they just need to to sit her down and and help her with her accent just a little bit more um let's see so it just it goes on they talk about man of steel um uh, black adam uh now cavill and johnson's future with dc is an open question even though cavill's was for a really long time Hmm. originally this was not the plan remember they were going to do the like the, i think Tanahisi Coates or someone was writing the script for a superman movie and everyone's like oh no what are they doing you know so i guess he's back you know we've talked about the uh the witcher stuff and all yeah. the drama that was going on around that 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 petition's almost 300k uh not that it's gonna matter because i think they came out recently and um lauren histrich Mm -hmm. she said please everyone continue to watch (laughs) the witcher because blood origin and the future of the witcher depends on you continuing to watch our show it's like uh
3: dude she didn't give one solid reason on why to watch it not because the story's good nothing that you know this character's great it's faithful to the source material no solid solid legitimate reason just hey so i can still have a job please watch yeah show.
0: this was the woman and and i'm pretty sure because we played this in uh an episode last year uh where she was talking about how essentially she was going to just stay with the witcher and then retire afterwards i think she said something like oh yeah we'll get like nine seasons and then after that i'll probably be done in the industry <laughs> oh man it's so funny uh, okay, so it says at the heart of it all, uh, it is uh, it it is the deeply fraught history of what fans have dubbed the Snyderverse, the series of DC adaptations that first launched with 2013's Man of Steel and cast uh, Cavill, Godot, Aquaman star Jason Momoa, the Flash star Ezra Miller, <laughs> uh, as Earth's mightiest heroes. From the start, Snyder's morally gray and visually gritty approach uh, proved divisive. Uh, excuse me, divisive with DC fans, general audiences alike. Some loved it, others hated it, but while Snyder effectively uh, excited the DC Universe after 2017's Justice League, uh, oh, exited, excuse me, not excited, goodness, um, returned for his Snyder Cut in 2021 after uh, most of the actor Snyder cast remained in their own individual franchises. So, I mean, we, we know all this, it's, it's, we're basically at this point where everything's up in the air, and we by next week we may actually have some potential news about what they're planning to do going forward. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and you know how this will work, right? Uh, We will, in the show, I will start to edit the podcast, and I will get on Twitter, and there will be some sort of announcement. More than likely, that's what's going to happen.
3: Well, just uh, so you know, because I know that's how it happens. I know it's going to be when we get off the show, but at least while we're on the show, I have a Twitter entertainment section pulled up, and I'm just refreshing every, like, 15 minutes or so, just to make sure... You know, James Gunn is a coming out and dropping some <laughs> hot news? Because that's how it happens for All
0: us. All right. Well, are you ready for uh some some news, some interesting I uh revelations that I, yeah. I I wasn't aware of, had no idea about this information until a couple of days ago. Uh, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Um, this is probably okay. So. A couple of things are going on in this. Uh, Mm -hmm. MSNBC is stealing our bit, first of all, and you'll see why in a minute. Uh, And not just our bit, a lot of people, but this is our show, so that's what we're talking about. Um, And uh, Jennifer Lawrence, who hasn't really been doing a whole lot of acting in the last few years. um, Joseph, are you aware why she uh, semi-retired from acting?
3: Was it something to do with Harvey Weinstein?
0: Uh, not exactly. Okay, she well, had a personal it? reason for like something she wanted to go do.
3: I don't know. You want to take a guess? Uh, she's
0: an actress in Hollywood. She's leaving her acting career to go do something. Go specific. fight climate change. Almost activism. <laughs> that was her reason. I'm pretty. I
2: am hey, essentially the same sure. thing. Sure. Yeah.
3: Um. So. We're gonna. Cause she had to go fight climate change on her private jet. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she has sits to fly down. everywhere. David, come on.
0: So I can't remember how far I am into this this uh, the the report part of this, but essentially Jennifer Lawrence and Viola Davis of the Woman King, a very mm. popular movie that came out recently, were sitting down together, and Jennifer had something she wanted to let Viola know,
3: which is hang on before you i just want to say something let me step on my soapbox here
0: oh my gosh you ruined the bit I You did? ruined the bit oh go then <laughs> you're gonna go into it and you're like hold on let me pause everything
3: no well i was gonna say <laughs> is that like so many people went in on the woman king not being historically accurate and i'm like when is a hollywood movie ever historically accurate
0: yeah you're right but you do understand that they what they did with yes the i understand they just completely
3: right yeah oh i know i know they changed it and twisted you're not, it you're not wrong but like but no, this but is like it's a like,
0: level this is like this is well maybe not quite to that extent but this is them taking a a historical event and trying to make the people who are doing incredibly immoral things into the heroes, yeah. right?
3: Yeah, yeah, I know. You know, I know. what, I, that's, that's the... It's a bit different.
0: That's the problem. It's not like with the Patriot, you know, where like that's a little bit off. And even, I mean, you could probably even say it's not on the same level of Braveheart, even though William Wallace wasn't necessarily who he was portrayed to be in that movie you know what i mean like there there's definitely a difference there but we're talking about like a whole tribe of people that they were trying to make into heroes Heroes when that it's dude i don't want to say it's on the same level of like if you were trying to make a movie and then you turn the yahtzees into the good guys but you're talking about similar moral standing you know what i mean like it, Dilemma. It would, yeah, it, it would be like if they were trying to make uh, a case Stalin. for like this. Well, I would say like slavery in the U.S. and being like, no, no, and, and like completely rewriting that and then pushing yeah. that out to people, and then everyone was going, yes, yes, this is you know, yeah. Even though this was obviously something that people weren't a hundred percent aware of until the the movie came out, but it's yeah. Not to mention. Viola Davis said that if you didn't go see the movie you were a racist so yeah you know it's like it's it's different no like Mel I don't well, I don't think someone can send me that clip if it exists but I don't think like Mel Gibson when the Patriot came out was saying like you're not an American if you don't go see my movie yeah. you know you know he said a lot of other things that he probably shouldn't <laughs> have say said a lot of other but I don't think that was one that w- it would be really funny if that clip did exist someone send it to me if it's real all right, so I'm going to play this.
2: The last thing before we go tonight, Hollywood's heroines. Jennifer Lawrence, superstar, recently sat down with Viola Davis, star of the new action film Woman King, for a discussion hosted by Variety magazine. And one part of their conversation has been getting a lot of attention today. Watch this.
0: I remember when I was doing Hunger Games, nobody had ever put a woman in the lead of an action movie yeah. because it wouldn't work we were told girls and boys can both identify with a male lead but yeah. boys cannot identify with a female lead oh absolutely and it just <laughs> makes me so happy <laughs> every single do. time i see a movie By come out Davis, that just absolutely. Blows through every single one of those beliefs and proves that it is just a lie yeah. to keep certain people out of the movies to keep certain people in the same positions
2: that they've always been in i'm sorry what <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: so that's not
3: true i, I do like, uh i can't wait for the memes with jennifer lawrence uh going around uh you know about lying and stuff there was for a while at least while i was out there's these memes going around about lebron james how he always embellished things or lies yeah and he was and one of them was like i was there at the first super bowl oh, with dude, the Green Bay already, Packers.
0: <laughs> they already exist it's basically jennifer lawrence invented mm-hmm. blank So it's like, oh, you know, it's like Jennifer Lawrence invented Hollywood. Jennifer, I can't remember what all of them were, but I was was watching a couple of some like live streams where people were just throwing them in there about all this stuff that she was the creator. You know, it's like this didn't happen until Jennifer Lawrence came along. Um, You know, she's the founder of our podcast, didn't you know?
3: Yeah. She She
0: created value for value. It wasn't Adam Curry that invented podcasting. It was actually Jennifer Lawrence. That's right.
3: You know, she's the uh, the godmother. <laughs> uh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: The pod mother. <laughs> the pod mother, That's it.
3: <laughs>
0: but yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, this is uh, we talk about it all the time, and I think it hits home even more specifically with Jennifer Lawrence because I think she's just completely outside, not only of Hollywood at this point, but of just normal people it's like how do you as an actress get on variety which it's great that variety is just this they're doing everything now right um you get on here and it's like no huh
3: they're spooks variety
0: (laughs) uh i mean maybe i don't it's it's just an odd it's an odd situation to see this come up where she's just like oh female leads in action movies didn't exist before i came along Mm -hmm. and you're like you're she's 33 and it's like did did you never watch another movie
3: have you it is crazy man like you have kill bill you have alien and aliens you have i mean help me out here uh plenty of movies uh terminator That's another one. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So trying to sit here and say this was the first action movie with a female-led, you know, action hero that was a blockbuster hit. No, there's plenty. People just want um, well-written characters, regardless if they are men or women. Yeah, and that that makes sense too. You know, like if I see a hundred-pound woman beating up a you know, 290 pound man, that solid muscle, I'm going to, that, you know, she doesn't have any kind of weapon or anything like that. Just, you know, physical hand on hand combat. I'm going to, uh, no.
0: well,
3: yeah. I'm going to squint my eyes. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's
3: the thing is that they used to I couldn't beat up a, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At sure. least someone who could fight. Uh,
0: and, and that's why it's been so weird, man is like, there have to, do you think there are more of them that, that think this?
3: I think so. Do you I think, think it's they're so a disconnected? Disconnected echo chamber. And it does – I mean we see it – you see it on – no matter the political aisle. When you live in an echo chamber, you see this false reality the world creates. Whereas yeah. everything – instead of, of viewing the world through truth, everything is viewed through your uh, personal worldview and ideology. Yeah. And so your ideology warps what you – what you see perceptions reality, right? To them. Right. And so it's like, if I think if I have that Eeyore mentality, as I sometimes like to call it to where I think, Oh, every, it's just going to rain today. It's going to rain today. Today's going to be a bad day. Today's going to be a bad day. Then when it rains, I'm self-fulfilling that prophecy. Right. Uh-huh. And, and it's not that I'm speaking it to the universe. Oh my gosh. If I have to hear that in one more show, oh, uh, we need to manifest this and all that stuff. Like that's a bunch of bull crap. But, uh, it's the same issue here like they're just you know they see what they want to believe that's a simple way to put it
0: yeah uh, it, and I guess that's where a lot of what we talk about comes from because I, I've rattled off the list before about um, the female leads action stars uh, you know the first comment on here is about Linda Hamilton and Sarah Connor in mm-hmm. Terminator 1 and 2 and more 2 than 1 because she was sort of the the damsel in the first one but she's also the damsel that has a switch halfway through or really more towards the you you could it's not quite halfway but there is a switch in the movie before the third act where she goes from uh being completely helpless to fighting back yeah and then you see the transition into the next movie where i'm pretty sure the first time you see her she's doing chin ups in jail (laughs) you know it's like there's there's uh you know some scenes of her where she's like loading an uh an m6 i'm assuming it's m16 i think it was fully auto in that and she's like smoking a cigarette like like loading up this gun to go to go fight uh the t1 that t -T t1000 sorry
3: guys it's been a while
0: um to go fight the other term the liquid terminator and terminator 2 yeah t1000
3: maybe i don't know but i think you know it's just sorry uh her being hyperbolic and i think just again you know, um seeing what she wants to believe. I think yeah. that's it. And Viola it,
0: it, Davis over there being like, yeah, yeah, there definitely
3: that, weren't. I mean, who is having honest conversations in California at their level? Yeah. You know? I was right by the way, it was the T one thousand. Thank you, nice. travel room.
0: <laughs> but that's why they exist. <laughs> I'm not surprised, as yeah, I like man. to say. Well, speaking of Actors, I think something else that I don't, I can't remember if we ever talked about it on the show, but I distinctly remember having a phone call conversation with you because I, mm-hmm. I like, I can see it clear as day when we were having this. And I i don't think, um, Rings of Power was over yet. We may uh, have talked about this on the show. I think I, I we just, did, but I just can't, I can't recall because we talked yeah. about a lot of things, uh, yeah. with that. But one of the things that you and I had talked about in one form or another was that. As this show started doing worse and worse, and as time went on, pe- people who were acting in the show were probably going to take a look at the next five to eight years and ask themselves, do I want to be tied down to the rings of power for that long? Uh, and I was telling you, I think characters, or like, excuse me, actors were going to start dropping out. Yep. Well, do you want to read the tweet?
3: <laughs> yeah, I'll read it since I sent it to you. Now, who who is this? So, Joseph Mowley, who plays Adar, probably the most interesting character in the story. Um, again, not that there's a high bar, but uh, I think... It, uh, would you say he was the most interesting character?
0: Um, I, I liked him in Game of Thrones. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, uh, he's, he is leaving the rings of power. And so he says, I love my time exploring. I love my time exploring Middle Earth and diving into Tolkien's mythology. I'm so honored that the character was liked. He cared deeply about telling you his story. Though as an actor, it remains my wish, my job description, to explore new characters and worlds. Though as an actor, it remains my wish, my job description, um, maybe he meant to put, is to explore new characters and worlds wishing yeah. all the best to cast and crew for season two i'll be cheering you on from the side <laughs> <laughs> which basically Dude. was him saying this show sucks i'm not going to be tied down to it for longer than one season yeah, Peace.
0: this is the same thing that when when henry cavill was asked what he thought about rings of power and he was basically <laughs> like oh well uh, he's it's i think he said, he, he said it looks nice and i like that more for clark girl or whatever <laughs> he just and he's like let's move like he just doesn't want to talk about it uh i think it's i think that's really funny yeah. um yeah so he's he's done um he, i i don't know for certain but he was one of the most recognizable people in the show
2: Mm-hmm.
3: one and, of the big stars that they announced because of his game of thrones right time yeah
0: now i wonder if we'll ever, this will probably be ten years down the line, maybe longer. But I wonder if, we'll, if after all of this is said and done, if any of the actors will eventually come out and be like, "Y'all were right," and if because I, I, you gotta wonder, yeah, you gotta wonder if any of them have seen like one of Gary's videos or like someone yeah. who has done a video out like out there, and they saw all the stuff they were talking about and and we're talking about the people who were being reasonable when trying mm-hmm. to react to this stuff. Um, I don't think we'll ever talk about it, but man, I, I got to tell, I'll tell you more about it after the show. Um, and anyone who's interested can go look up uh, EFAP's most recent uh, video where they get, they, they're uh, doing a bad take on God of War Ragnarok And this is the kind of guy like I would be terrified of turning into Mm. because he's just like, he, he thinks he's like a giga Chad, if that makes sense. And he says a lot of things that you're just like, Oh, like it just, it got under my skin. Like the way he would talk about certain things. Um, and they, uh, man, uh, Mahler did some really good editing in that too, where the guy would say something, uh, in one of his live streams and it was just like showing how little he actually understood what was happening in front of him like really breaking down how that stuff worked Um, yeah it's it's wonderful um but yeah it just it it freaked me out but like yeah i I just wonder if some of the actors have potentially taken to heart the things that were said about this because
3: they are trying to get get out i'm kind of surprised if amazon doesn't clean house I'm kind of surprised with that because I would imagine at some point you just have to look at the money line and and be like, you know, suck up some pride. And and, and maybe there's a more less divisive way to do it and, you know, you kind of, you know, demote people without quote unquote firing them, but they're essentially fired. Uh, Man, I would get out before... It was but too man. late at this point.
0: I mean, one seat. Listen, you can get That's what away. you get when you
3: hire activists, dude. Yeah. And, and then you can't get rid of them. Well, it's yeah. kind of like the problem Netflix is in with The Witcher, whereas the most logical solution for Amazon, and for Netflix is to fire the showrunners and the writers just yeah. completely them. Right. You don't even have to fire anybody else. The main ones to fire would be them. And and, and, and Lindsay Wepper, the producer, you know the producers involved with executive producers actually had a an input because again some other ones are just a lot of producers and executive producers just responsible for for raising the finances, right? Mm -hmm. And then Jennifer Salk as well, you know, firing them and so it's clear, man. We talk about this where we I feel too often are we talking (laughs) about how you know showrunners and writers don't understand the core of the material, the original core of what they're working with and so then it leads to something that's completely far off where it's like you could have just created your own thing if you're going to do that why are you using this of course we all know why because it's easier to pitch a known ip and it has an established fan base than trying to create your own original story that actually requires hard work and dedication yeah
0: Um, well i mean even i don't you watched this and i didn't i just saw a video of someone talking about it that uh school for good and evil didn't you say you watched that yeah, you did. You did see it. So, I mean, a total ripoff of Harry Potter, right? But technically, you could call it original. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's an an, an an IP from something else. I think someone wrote the script for that, came up with the idea of that world. I mean, again, very clearly inspired by Harry Potter, but they try to take their own twist on it. And people, no matter what we think. hmm. People seem to like it. It it seemed to be pretty popular. Well, that's not a
3: movie written. I mean, look, there's one thing, too, I think, realizing. Even with my review of Wednesday, I admit, hey, this isn't a movie that I'm the target audience for.
0: Okay, yes. Right?
3: Okay. But it still doesn't mean that it shouldn't have good writing like we talked about before. Even if it's a kid's show, it it should still have good writing. You know, of course, I'm going to judge Wednesday – in a similar way but also in a different way from the rings of power because i'm gonna hold that up to a higher regard because of who jr are Tolkien with yeah i don't there was there's
0: there's more room with something like wednesday to try new things yep because it's not like the established lore for the adams family is
3: deep yeah you know so
0: yeah Anyway, uh, yeah, we can we can move on to this next thing. Um, tell us, Joseph, about uh, House of the Dragon
3: and uh, so all those reports about how when we were watching House of the Dragon, I don't know if you remember how uh, the Rings of Power were was ahead of House of Dragon and we both knew that was bullcrap. Um, yeah, not only uh, has the Rings of Power fallen out completely, of the top 10, which they needed just so people know in order for it to be a success, they needed the rings of power to stay in the top 10 of Nielsen's charts for as long as this past season of stranger things was on. They needed it to be the the, the best success they've ever had with any original programming on prime video and uh, including the other streams too. Right. And so, uh, I mean, at the time, Uh, I don't have it pulled up now, but at the time, I mean, they were losing out to the school of uh, good and evil, um, (laughs) (laughs) Game of Thrones, (laughs) I mean, just like things that have been out for a while and that, you know, that they should be beating by a wide margin. So yeah, they've completely have fallen out of the top 10. And House of the Dragon, on the meanwhile, as of uh, the date of this article, November 17th, the finale, we cross one billion minutes. I don't necessarily enjoy how they calculate uh, this stuff now. Um,
0: yeah, it, it doesn't it always seem off.
3: Yeah, because like, like they'll go from not, hours to to minutes. if yeah. it's not as successful of a show. You know I know,
0: I, mean? I know. People have to report about this stuff, or I mean, it's it's it is worthwhile to try to wrap your mind around it sometimes i have a hard time wanting to fully believe the numbers that are coming out about certain things Mm -hmm. you know um and you wonder if well is there like a narrative within this like is there like a political game that's going on even within the numbers for like views or hours watched or you know what i mean
3: well it's kind of like the box office now movie tickets tickets are more expensive than they were 10 years ago Uh and so you know like you could have oh, I don't know, Black Panther, highest grossing um, movie. And I'm like, well, yeah, movie tickets are $15 now versus you know, five years ago they were $10 or whatnot. I'm just throwing right. you know, a hypothetical out there. Right. And so that's kind of the things, they finagle things to make things seem more successful than they it's, actually are.
0: It's like when we were, we talked about this a while, like this was a story from a while back where they were saying that the number of attacks on Asians went up like, wasn't it like 10,000 percent? It was some insane yes. percentage. And it turned out it went from like 10 to 20. and But they instead of going. I think it was like 10 to 12 yeah, or 10 to 13. Yeah, it was this. It wasn't this. I mean, obviously it was bad, but it it they used a different number to make it seem significantly worse than it was. Yeah. And so I think that's something that everyone always has to remember, even when we're just talking about the entertainment world, that it's like they might be manipulating numbers specifically to get people behind things which we know that's the case for what Amazon did with their own shows because uh, of reviews and um mm-hmm. watch hours and then the and from what people were reporting the way that they were um starting episodes of Rings of Power on
3: people's uh
0: there was like all yes. sorts of weird stuff that was going on where trying to uh, get
3: the double view yeah, where dude, there'd be yeah. a pop up yeah
0: that's what it was yeah just really weird things that they were trying to pull and so this is the stuff you got to remember it's not the stuff doesn't just happen Mm -hmm. accidentally like these things are put in place to try to make things look better and that's what they were trying to do and it's why one of the things that we started talking about when rings of power came out was is a show that cost them a billion dollars essentially is it okay for that show to only have a three-star rating on amazon is yeah. it okay for it to be an average show when it costs a billion dollars to make? And the answer probably should be no. Yep. So it's not It's not that, oh, well, it, it doesn't have one star or two stars. It's like, yeah, but we're talking about this massive project. Yeah. It's that kind of thing. Speak,
3: speaking of the Rings of Power, this article stated, this is what I was trying to say. So the Rings of Power f- fell off the overall chart one week after airing the finale episode. Wow. Not only that, they were in the... So there's, they break it up into two different categories, right? You have overall which, so these are all the shows that beat out Rings of Power. Are you ready for this? Okay. Um, Manifest, The Crown, Love is Blind, Anola <laughs> Holmes 2, Coco oh. Melon, NCIS, Cocoa Bluey. Mellon. I don't even know what the heck Bluey is. Coco Melon doesn't surprise me. This has to be... No, no, no. It wasn't them. This is... uh, because I need to... Man, they have the They linked the wrong link. This should have been October um, 23rd through the 27th. This is November 7th. Anyway, I remember looking at November 7th, and I'm not going to worry about looking it up right now, but it it was hilarious. School of Good and Evil, I think there was all the shows that were on there. I'm like, man, how, how are you this bad? And then I went to original programming, and they were in the top five, but again, it was like they were losing out to some ridiculous shows. Sorry, I don't have that pulled up, but I thought the link was actually going oh, you're good, to dude. work like it did last time.
0: Well, we all know that House of the Dragon was better. I still haven't actually gone back to do my full watch through because I've been catching up on a bunch of other stuff. But it's it's in the works. I'm thinking maybe uh, like a Christmas around Christmas time. I might watch through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I need to, I just, I, there's been so much going on and um, you know, you're about to talk about it. Uh, but you, you had told me about a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago, uh, you were like, Oh yeah, I'm watching Wednesday. And I went home and I was like, all right, Joseph's watching it. I was like, I'll just do it. I was like, I'll suck it up. And I, so I turned on uh, Netflix and I sat down and, and I was about to press play on the first episode, and I stopped, and I went, <laughs> "Okay, let's see how many episodes there are." So I went in, I was like, "Oh, there are eight episodes," and then I looked, and I was like, "Oh, they're all an hour." And I went, "Nope." And I went and watched the Grand Tour.
3: <laughs> yep, you chose right. You didn't miss anything. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and keep this, you know, fairly brief. I, I wrote out, and it actually helped me out writing out all my thoughts and kind of creating a structure going through this. I think I'm gonna do my best to uh, to do this going forward, but we'll see. I always say that. And then it doesn't work. Hey, it works out.
0: Today. Every, every bit of practice makes it better. You know yeah. what I mean? You'll figure it out.
3: So I'm going to, what I thought would be the best thing is I'm going to get into what I like about it. I'm going to talk, say what the plot is. And then I'm going to get into what I dislike about it. All right. I'm uh, out the gate. I may ask you questions in between all of this. That's fine. Okay. Out, out the gate. I'm going to you know, say what we always say, just because we don't like something doesn't mean you can't enjoy it. It's just about yeah. realizing the flaws or something. And again, I say, it, I say it all the time, I enjoyed The Hobbit, but I also understand and realize the flaws and there are parts in it that I get bored by because there are bad parts in the movie um, that, that make it b- the movies, I should say, to where it's over bloated, the writing isn't there and so on and so forth. So again, you can still enjoy something while acknowledging, um, what's bad about it, right? The flaws. Uh, and so feel free to enjoy this. It just did not work for me. And I also, this is the other thing I was gonna say, I don't think they're trying to target me, but that, as we said earlier, and as we said before, just because you're not the target audience, even if something's written for tweens, um, if it's written for kids or whoever, it still needs to have, have good writing and so with all that said I want to get into what I did like about it so I think some not all but some of the casting is good I think Jenna Ortega her performance as Wednesday for in my opinion stood out for me I thought it was great I thought she embodied the character well did I think it was oh wow this is the most amazing performance of any you know actor I've ever seen no but as far as the show is concerned is to in my opinion one of the standout performances the other one because uh, I like that Wednesday doesn't care about her family history at all and I think it worked within what they were trying to do um, Gwendolyn Christie's performance as the principal was my other favorite character I oh, thought I forgot she was in it yeah yeah she did a great job um, and I think uh, I'm gonna stop here spoilers I'm gonna spoil this thing if you don't want to hear any spoilers at this point then you know cut it off here so go far watch it and so come far
0: back. the poll that I put out of will you watch Wednesday is a hundred percent no. So
3: <laughs> that's hilarious. But uh, so uh, did you do that in our community? Oh no no no. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna click yes because I
0: already have. It. I'm not allowed to vote. So,
3: um, but so her performance was good. I think they killed her off though. Her them killing her off, in my opinion, was a bad decision. Gwendolyn Christie. Uh, Yep.
0: Well, dude, yeah. it's par for the course with her, unfortunately. Except, yeah. w- except with Game of Thrones. Um, and she
3: may, Her performance may be better than Jenna's. Um, oh. But uh, I really like Gw- Gwendo- Gwendolyn Christie as an actress. Uh, bringing Christina Ricci, who played Wednesday, Wednesday in the Wednesday. Uh, that's that Southern coming out of me. Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> uh, Wednesday in the nineties movie, uh, I thought was a cool, you know, throwback so, to it. So
0: she's in it. Yeah, I guess that, yeah, yeah she's
3: course. in it as a new character though, obviously. Oh. Um, and, uh, I thought there were some good throwbacks to the previous movies in the show and the shows or, and the show, I should say, uh, around the Adams family, you know, such as a snapping. That's an easy thing though. You're not going to really get that many bonus points for me for that. But again, I'm trying to find positives here. Uh, But the plot is essentially Wednesday joins Nevermore Academy, which is a school for the supernatural, supernatural meaning werewolves, vampires. They have like faceless kids and other kind of like outsiders and outcasts. Right. Uh, So it's basically school for the outcasts. Um, (laughs) And (laughs) keep going original well it's like it's not like there's like 500 other shows okay like if you're if you're Fate of the sc- links yeah. on netflix it's literally that
0: if your school is the school for outsiders all of the outsiders are at the same school of there's no way they're all just going to be outsiders at that point because then no one would be talking to each other
3: hey well don't say anything else because We'll eventually get to that. Oh man, Uh, (laughs) it it plays a part where you'll see. At Nevermore, Wednesday and her friends must solve a series of mysteries surrounding monsters and murders. That's the plot essentially. Um, and I think there are not necessarily with the um, mystery, right? Because it was terrible. (laughs) Uh, uh, But with I think the idea of what they're trying to do, I understand. I think it's a concept that could work, but it works as long as you understand, you know, the the premise, the bedrock of what undergirds Adam's Family and why it's been successful for, for so long. And as we've said, you know, the, sh- the showrunners and writers fail to understand the core where of where the original lies, and therefore they create these bad shows and movies. For the most part, there are rare exceptions. Okay. Uh, And so why do I dislike Wednesday? Well, Tim Burton and the other writers and directors seem to not understand the fundamental concept behind the Adams family success since the first comic came out in the late 1930s. Now I know you don't know this, but I actually, um, my mother was a big Adams family uh, fan. So I watched, um, all of the, uh, multiple times to, um, the original Adams family show in the sixties, I believe. Right. Um, and then I watched the I see I saw all three of the Adams Family movies, um, but especially the first. two. The third one's not that good, um, not good at all. But I think, and even the animated one is is terrible too. And they and, and this one isn't good. Wednesday isn't good either. And they all the the first two movies were good. Although I think there's a is it the second movie? I think there's an argument be had that there's a bit to where they don't even understand the fundamental concept behind the Adams family as much as they should, as I would want them to. Uh, But so what made the comic show in the first two movies in the nineties successful was the satirical element underlying the Adams family. Normal to the Adams family was seen as what David weird and weird was seen as normal to the family. And the characters were also committed to this concept. The characters had no self-realization that they or their worldview was wrong or off. They didn't have any self-awareness and they thought that their neighbors around them were weird. Um, and of course, as we're watching as an audience, we know differently and that's what makes it so comical, right? So, um, you know, when you have Wednesday wanting to torture Pugsley for whatever reason, or, you know, the, um, uh, whatever, uh, so when, like, I remember one episode was like the truant's officer came by and he was questioning Gomez on why the kids weren't at school and goes and go uh, Gomez replied, more um, well, they're you know six years old or whatever. What are they going to do? when the truant's officer says something and is like, well, uh, you know, you don't want them stupid when they're twenty, you know. Says something about twenty-six, and then Gomez says, "Perfect. They can go to school when they're twenty-six or whatnot." Um. Okay, so, so based-
0: hang on. You're 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 losing me a little bit, but okay.
3: Who is go? Who's Gomez? So Gomez is the father of the okay. Adams family. Okay. I'm I apologize. So you no, have it's, it's Morticia. Okay. Yeah. You have Morticia, who's the mother. Gomez, who's is the father. Uncle Fester. You have the hand. Right. Um, Frankenstein. You have Wednesday, and you have Pugsley. And Pugsley um, is Pugsley, her brother. He, yeah, her brother. is the youngest, right? Okay. okay. And so, um, of course, and you know, when you look at the the TV show and the the first two movies in the '90s, and even the third one, um, when normal people enter into the Adams family world, they have to defend their worldview versus the Adams family macabre worldview. So the neighbors have to defend normalcy, and they often fail to do it in a comedic way. <laughs> um, and so you know, kind of like the charm or redeemable aspect of the Adams family is that they are a strong supportive unit too. Right. So despite being macabre, they love and accept and support each other. So the show misses these points. They miss this point by having Wednesday resent her mother hmm. and father in the show.
0: And isn't isn't her her father like didn't he murder someone or something like that? Isn't that like well, a whole
3: it, in the show, it's he, he doesn't actually murder anyone. It's a possible you know, it's it's presented, you know, as a possibility, and she thinks he did. Wait, it ends but- up that he didn't. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this is the best part. Like, so Morticia is like, so Wednesday's m- mother, Morticia, yeah. is sad and gloomy the entire time, due to Wednesday resenting her, right? And when in reality, if you know the character Morticia. She would have just written it off as a matricide phase all teenage girls go through. Yeah, it, it, um, it would have been sort of uh, all teenage girls' desire to kill their mother at some point. That's natural. Yeah, you it's know a, what I
0: mean. It's a little. It's a humorous, ditzy. Yes. where even if she's kind, like she maybe she's aware of what's going on, but she's blowing it off to kind of keep that like. No, no, no. It's it's
3: seen as normal to them. Like, right. Hey,
0: that's yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
3: That's the that's the normal order of life. Every teenage girl should go through a phase of wanting to kill her mother. That's uh-huh. a good thing to them. Whereas with yeah. us, we know that's ludicrous. She yeah. needs to be in a you know she should be see a psychiatrist, up. right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's the whole thing with undergirds the um adam's family and understanding them is that so is that missing from the show completely 99 percent of the time okay
0: i would say there's so uncle uncle fester
3: glimpses some glimpses glimpses to it if i can speak but i mean (laughs) like even with uh you know wednesday resenting her father because he possibly murdered someone as you bring up he actually didn't um
1: so like Wednesday not,
3: wouldn't have been like she was mad at him, upset, resentful. But Wednesday, the actual character Wednesday would have been proud and, you know, maybe made some kind of witty reply or something or, you know, whatever. Um,
0: so is this sort of like. Is it is it pretty dour like the show?
3: Yeah, it's based. Yes, yes, it's dour. The Adams family, everyone else in the family comes off as dull and weak mm. compared to Wednesday And it's basically a tween drama series like Fate of Links, as I was mentioning earlier, or Riverdale, or Gossip Girl, or whatnot. That's essentially what it is. And again, I think the character focus on Wednesday, I don't mind. I don't hate. I think that's a great idea. I understand it's like, you know, when you think about the 60s show, that's when it's very much your standard, the worldview then, is, you know, white picket fence, two and a half kids. You know, the American dream, right? And yeah. I understand that's not necessarily... In some aspects of our culture, that is. But in other aspects of our cultures, things have changed. That's not necessarily the worldview. So I understand trying to change that and, and doing something that's a bit different. Even though I think that would be different now because that's hardly done now. Um, uh, I, I don't necessarily hate this direction. I just think they failed in their execution because they they see, it doesn't seem like they truly understand. And so the, the through line for Wednesday... And the plot is broken and, and on every single level, from the ground all the way up. Um, Wednesday is our point of view that introduces us to the world and grounds us in the world. In the beginning, we get Wednesday plays a violent prank on a student with piranhas and is sent, is, is oh, expelled yeah. from that school. <laughs> and is sent to Nevermore, school for Will children who are various monsters, right? As I said earlier, since Wednesday is a human going to a supernatural school, she comes off as normal. Now they 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 try to maybe uh, make her supernatural because she has visions. We'll get to that later. But uh, so it's like she come off she comes off as normal where everyone else is weird. And again, I think there maybe you could potentially make that work. But again, the whole point of the Adams family is that. They're the weird ones who believe that they're normal, and the and their worldview is normal, and they see everyone else as weird. They don't have that self-realization that, um, you know, oh, what I'm doing is actually strange or funny or off. Uh, and so I think you know they miss the entire premise, uh, and misunderstand how the audience, and then those within the show right. specifically view. The Adams family. So the show portrays the Adams family in Wednesday as knowing they're weird and waving their freak flags proudly, kind of like how Shrek does, uh, if you remember that. All right. So that covers, you know, Wednesday's through line. And we'll get more to that later, too. But as far as the plot, bro, I called this what the first or second episode? Um, the plot surrounds two things, the main mystery, right? The main murder mystery or murders or multiple murders from a monster. And then the love triangle, extremely dull and boring. I've heard, uh, dude, I don't remember any movie or TV show where I'm rewinding it so much because I'm picking up my phone. I'm just not interested. It's boring. (laughs) It was bad. So basically, there's a monster going around killing the locals while the mayor of the town tries to hide it, along with uh, um, Gwendolyn uh, Christie. So
0: the mayor, is he trying to hide it for uh, financial reasons? Yep. So it's Jaws?
3: Yep. (laughs) That's funny. Exactly. And I was about to say that. Not the Jaws part, but... uh, So they're both trying to hide it, so there's some corruption going on, so that Nevermore doesn't get shut down since it brings in a bunch of money to the town right and um the clues about the mystery are all over the place for wednesday and the plot moves along with wednesday having her big clue finding moments by having random visions that feed her the next that just happened to feed her the next piece of the puzzle so that the plot can go forward um and it's just If you like it, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with wanting to turn off your brain and like a show. Uh, but, you know, this kind of helps the writers avoid writing anything that's compelling or intriguing regarding the mystery. Uh, it's easy for anyone to figure out who the main villains of the story are. Guess who the main two villains are? Very early on, projected this. Oh, who's the person that would devastate Wednesday the most if they portrayed her? That's the villain for sure, a villain at least. And, who would the other villain potentially be? Maybe it's the one with the biggest name of the cast reminiscence, reminiscent to the 90s. Um, but uh, there's also another kind of, like, another supposed to be seemingly bigger villain around. It's very anticlimactic then. Uh, and even as how he dies, which is perfect for this story, um, is funny, but uh, we'll get to that how it ends later. Cause you're going to die laughing. I highly recommend you go watch. What is it, the last 10, 15 minutes of season eight, just so you can get the laugh, like highly, like it's, it's, it's good, bad entertainment. <laughs> That's what I would classify it as. I was loving it. I'm like, it was so ridiculous and stupid and just like who thought this was a good idea. So, uh, the, the third thing I didn't like about this was Wednesday's character and her arc. So, uh, Sorry, I was just checking the troll room out, seeing what was going on. Uh, so, Wednesday is a character that doesn't un- that doesn't care for those around her. If you watch any of the Addams Family, we all know that. Um, she has a proclivity for torture. Uh, and as I've repeated myself, she doesn't know if she is strange, but views others as strange. In this story, she begins by investigating mysteries that don't concern her at all. Nothing. They aren't centered around her. And she seemingly, again, you get in that first episode, her putting piranhas in the, in the pool to, you know, quote unquote prank. But she was going to, you know, have that kid murdered. Right. Uh, and yet then as soon as she gets to Nevermore, all of a sudden she starts caring about these mysteries and wants to solve them in order to care for others and bring the victims to justice. So it seems a bit double-minded to me regarding her character uh, for what I just mentioned. Um, She also ends up trying to solve the mysteries of the monster killing people and corruption out of care and concern when Wednesday would have like, you could still have her solve the murders, but be from an ulterior motive. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, again, it comes down to a fundamental lack of understanding of the core of the original and the characters. The writers, you know, show this care, give Wednesday this character arc of slowly, I wouldn't even say slowly, but uh, of developing, let's just say, developing care and concern for others to give her a redeemable aspect uh, to her character. But it falls short because. What makes her redeemable is that she has no redeemable qualities in a quirky, witty, macabre kind of way. You know what I mean? It's so ridiculous, all of the Addams Family, that it just
0: right. Well, it makes it, it makes her likable, right? Yes. I, I wouldn't say redeemable is probably
3: yeah, likable would yeah, be a better word.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, because that's that's like because uh, we've talked about this with other other stuff where you have characters who are doing like a lot of horrible things. And it doesn't make them, people like the characters not because they're the good guys, but sometimes it's because of the things that they're willing to do where you're like, oh, dang, that's crazy, or like the links yeah. they'll go to in, in certain situations. It's It's that kind of thing. And, you know, with Wednesday, I imagine what is supposed to be endearing about her character is the humor that comes out of all the things she's doing, not because she's potentially doing terrible things.
3: And we'll get to that. It's not, and I don't even think it needs to be rated R. I actually don't think it needs to be rated R, but it's not dark enough and witty enough for that. It's very juvenile (laughs) in the writing. Uh, But again, like I said, we'll get to that. Uh, But her her entire character art, after all the pranks, mysteries, and love triangles, is to care what others think of her. Wednesday learns that instead of being obtuse and with... And withdrawn she should be more open and caring and not stand out she needs to appreciate the people in her life that care about her instead of disregarding them which i can understand that last bit you know maybe caring a bit more but i think that's still kind of forgetting the premise of the original right um and so basically she needs to be like all the other kids and my whole point in bringing that up is that if her morals line up exactly with the other kids, then what's the point of her character? Uh... You know what I mean? Cause that's not the point of the Adams family. They have different morals. And again, I go back to, you know, we know their morals are wrong. Uh, it's a, <laughs> outlandishly wrong in a comedic way, how macabre they are. And, and everything. Yet they see themselves as normal and others as strange. And so that kind of grew into that success, right? Like when Pugsley, for example, in the show wanted to, in the 60s, wanted to be a Boy Scout. Morticia and Gomez had a psychiatrist come over because they were concerned about him wanting to go camping. And so, you know, things like that. Uh, what's else? Oh, there's, oh my gosh, there's this character, Eugene, who is nerdy, weak, and timid, but also smart, and he gets picked on by the bullies. They decide to give Wednesday another redeeming art by making her stand up for him, and for a random reason that I can't really remember anything given in the show, she just randomly, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong in the troll room if you've seen it, but uh, she just randomly, just sincerely, <laughs> sincerely the, the poll, likes him. They don't know. Yeah. And cares for him. So, yeah, I mean, you know, she's supposed to be a character that has a wicked sense of humor and lacks care for others. Uh, But this kind of iteration of her makes Tim Burton, who's director of this, uh, you know, like he's trying to make her goth, moody and cool, but really comes across as that meme of uh, what's his name? saying, hello, uh, fellow kids. I'm hip, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like trying to relate. Uh, and so the dialogue is putrid. Um, it's actually right in this review is kind of how I term the TikTok ideology. I'll keep working on it, but uh, there there are constant modern-day references and humor relevant to TikTok ideology that don't naturally arise from the s- storyline. This is It's a bit uh, not as drastic or abrasive as the Batman cast Catwoman's line. And the Batman was when we watched that, uh, but it's in a similar manner, is kind of less so. But in a sim- similar just, manner, kind of takes they you out to, of
0: the world. Yeah, they, the stuff they throw in there because it just it, Gen it's, Z relates
3: to it, right? Like it's or, the, see, it's the popular even, TikTok. I you wouldn't know,
0: even. Well, I mean, you would, you would know better because you actually watch the show. But if you're going off of like the Catwoman thing from Batman, mm-hmm. it's like they throw that stuff in there to check a box not yeah. necessarily because because that line that Catwoman says in Batman sort of goes counter to
3: the movie yes very much so if it's, I remember it's been a while um I thought it so. did. it took me completely out I remember when we reviewed it and it took you out. It's kind of like yeah, I immediately was, came out uh, of the movie. It, it
0: was just such a. Cr- <laughs> it's just cringy. That's. it's, it's yes. Really, what it you're just like. Oh, of course they. And because it's. I. I've it doesn't said, it
3: naturally flow. There's nothing yes. that flows mm-hmm. within the story that makes it organic. So it's like, oh, I see how she got to that point. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, and it. Uh. It had. Uh, yeah. It. It just that's why it feels like it's something that was thrown in specifically mm-hmm. because it's a popular thing to say and that
3: was part of battery boot that's you fine. know yeah that's probably but it's, it's kind of the same thing here so uh so yeah there's that the ending was st- <laughs> the ending was so stupid and over the top so they bring back some Puritan white Christian man who somehow now has mag- magical py- powers for whatever stupid reason. Uh, uh, when So basically there's like a flashback to one of Wednesday's ancestors, whatever freaking, whatever her name is, right? And, um, you know, these, uh, kind of like the Salem witch trials, how they weren't really witches, and so they're unjustly killed by this um, Puritan pastor white christian man uh but like wednesday's ancestor you know that one ancestor ended up living and is kind of helping wednesday along her journey can't think her name started with an l or whatever can't remember but uh so you think you know so there's like three different villains of of the show um and so they bring back some that that puritan christian pastor right from the uh from the grave. Um, but he ends up not being the main villain. The main villain is actually Christina Ricci's character. No surprise there. Uh, who ended up so like Eugene, one of the characters I was telling you about that's weak and timid and whatnot comes back randomly. Um, and, uh, throughout the entire season, he's been like taking care of these bees or whatnot. Apparently he has some kind of superpower that he can control the bees. Now that we're aware of that's first time mentioned in the show after you know some pretty good conversations regarding uh, the bees and uh they attack he has them attack christina ricci's character and instead of running she just takes her gun and starts shooting at the bees. <laughs> dude i was rolling i'm like that's so stupid but it's so stupid it's funny um and you know the other minor things to wrap this up is that uh some bad casting choices. A lot of the casting uh, comes off as a block of wood, um, and with forced, very forced dialogue, kind of that. Uh, we don't leave friends behind. That's not what Hummers do, and Hummers is one of the groups there. Um, one of the friend groups there.
0: One of the one of the groups is called the Hummers.
3: Yeah, like uh, Wednesday and Eugene's friendship. I think it's just them. They call themselves Hummers. And I can't remember the reason <laughs> or whatnot, but. And again, it's very, that's what I mean. It's okay. Oh, juvenile writing. I can't think of the term I'm looking for right now, but the other thing that I thought was odd is that Tim Burton, uh, I think he only directed half the season Bro, like his directing style doesn't come through at all. He probably Maybe in I, some of the big eyes of the monsters, uh-huh. but dude, the, the, VF, the VFX in this show, again, I could look over if the writing was better. It's not like, too terrible bad but it's pretty bad yeah maybe better than maybe slightly better than i put it on par with the witcher
0: it is netflix they're not putting a lot of money behind any of that stuff no some i some of the stuff that they uh, did in the witcher even better
3: than stranger things the last (laughs) season of stranger things i've heard so it's definitely gonna get a season remember
0: remember what we were talking about people lying about numbers i i just I just don't believe it. I'm sorry. No, so I Jenna in it. the
3: troll room said that uh I fell asleep trying to watch it. I literally Oh no, are you talking about Andor yeah. instead of uh, Okay, yeah. okay. I was about to say no, I absolutely Wednesday.
0: The, you keep forgetting that the poll says will you watch Wednesday is no at 75% and yes at 25% and you're the only person that said yes. <laughs> yeah. Um
3: I I actually did fall asleep watching Wednesday. I was
0: asking the troll room uh, what they were
3: currently watching. um, I just, you know, so so yeah, overall, bad. Let me know if you think different. I just don't get, other than the acting performances of Jenna and uh, Gwendolyn Christie, I just don't really see what's to like about the show. It's the aesthetic yeah, the aesthetic. I that's mean what, that's what the well, dancing was nice, but yeah. even th- her love interests, is, you know, their acting is bad. I've seen p- people criticize Jenna's performance, and while I don't necessarily, you know, think that all the criticisms are wrong regarding her performance, it's I think it's less to do with her ability. and because I, I still think she did fantastic in my opinion, um, you know, embodying the character. I think it's more to do with the directing and the writing and stuff like that. You, you, an actor is only ever going to be as good, for the most part, generally speaking, as the writing. <laughs> you haven't seen Bodies, Bodies, Bodies yet. <laughs> well, the writing wasn't good in that, was it, David?
0: Uh, no, but that wasn't – The acting wasn't either. That
3: – yeah. Or there's uh, some really bad lines in, in a Wednesday that make – it's like so cringy. Yeah. But again, I'm not a target audience. I'm not, you know, 12 years old. I think that's a target, oh, target audience. Th-
0: I'll tell you what I know of this show. So it's that dance from prom or whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and also everyone in a conversation about uh, the sexualization of a minor, even though Jenna Ortega is like 24, 25, something like that. Um, but obviously she's portrayed as, you know, a, a young girl in, oh, in this yeah. show. Um, and then other than that, it's everyone else who is now in love with actual Jenna Ortega because they realize that she's attractive in real life. I guess she, yeah, you, I, yeah I, I'm not going to speak to the Wednesday thing because that, that might just be a, a difference in perspective um, with the whole her aesthetic in the show, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of all I hear about it. Like no one, from so far from what I've seen, no one's like, yes, this show is excellent because it's well written and the characters are great and the storyline is great and we love these things. It's mostly an aesthetic thing, yeah. uh, and they're into the whole like goth, like goth, goth girl, like that that whole that whole whatever. Yeah, no surprise. Yeah,
3: um, I mean, it yeah. was—it's quite hilarious that the literal, you know, supposedly one of the main villains, like the whole, you know, mystery from the early beginning to later on, is surrounding is a white Christian male pastor. Yeah. <laughs> Just, oh, didn't seem uh, well, a long again. E- In the context of everything else I was talking about regarding the writing. Not like that can't be a thing. It's just everything else was so very cookie cutter with the boxes being checked. You know what I mean? Yep.
0: All right. Well, did you want to say anything else about it? I'm never going to watch it at this point. You have told me you have not made it sound any more. In fact, I think you've made it sound worse than I was originally thinking. Yeah,
3: don't waste your time. It's, it, it, I'm glad it, I did it. I don't like it. If other people like it, great. I'm glad for you. But. Um, I I will uh, recommend the Grand Tour
0: if anyone wants to go watch that. Oh, and here's why. So, something I'm, I guess I'm a little, uh, maybe I'm being a little soft on Amazon for this, but I, I have to give them a little bit of credit for picking up the original Top Gear guys Mm -hmm. and giving them their own show. Great move. Um, Amazon has made, obviously, a lot of missteps, and they haven't exactly made a lot of fans with the whole Lord of the Rings thing. Um, But it reminded me of a better time uh, when they actually did something... Like, I, I won't go through the whole scenario with that, but it's a good note for us to end on, I think. There was a time... When companies actually listened to fans. Right. And so there was a show that was very popular in Britain and it made its way over to the U.S. called Top Gear. There were 15 seasons with uh, these three guys uh, who essentially did somewhat of a – you could almost call it a, a comedy show. They were just humorous more than anything. And they talked about cars at the same time, and so even for people who could care less about cars, like my mother, for instance, she has no real interest in you know fancy Porsches and Ferraris and you know that that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but the show reached out to a lot of different people uh, because there was more to it than just some old dudes talking about Ferraris. So, one of the guys, Jeremy, got in trouble for uh, some some colorful opinions that he had a few years ago. He was one of the first people you could say that got canceled in sort of the mainstream. And so, after 2015, the BBC cut his contract and his two friends who were part of the show with him uh, left... Uh, left with him and so everyone was like oh man i guess top gear is over well the bbc tried to pull this move where they replaced the three of them now you got to remember joseph we're talking about somewhere I, i think longer so there were 15 series but i think it was longer than 15 years that they had been on the air yeah and so people were very upset by this move this move right that the bbc pulled doesn't that sort of sound like what a lot of these other companies have done in recent years, kind of being scummy about the way that they've handled fan bases, mm-hmm. right? Well, Amazon saw an opportunity, because let's be real, like money is a driving force.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But they saw an opportunity to do something with this. So that not only did they pick up these guys and give them their own short that excuse me, their own show, which was basically Top Gear with a different name, but the beginning of the first episode is such a middle finger to the BBC it's n- i mean it's it is funny it's hilarious cuz like Jeremy's like leaving the BBC, he's handing in his badge. It's raining, but then they start playing um that song. It's like it's going to be a bright and sunshiny day or whatever. Yeah. And so like the three of them are in these really nice cars driving through Nevada and then like all of these different like classic cars and stuff are coming up behind them and they basically have uh like a big festival out in the middle of the desert as this like celebration of the return of these guys. I mean, you're talking about the kind of fan service it's the kind of thing you don't see anymore like it was it was a rare moment in time and i i would say house of the dragon might also be similar in the way that things were handled obviously it's different but when companies actually understand the fan base when they know what they need to to do to get people involved like what made for instance top gear work right and they replicate that they're going to bring over this big audience you're going to have people who maybe didn't even have prime at the time and mm-hmm. they're going to sign up for prime because they're like i love these guys they've got a new
3: show that's or coming out maybe they cancel prime because of the rings of power
0: it, well exactly and that's that's where you see that that opposite uh sort of like nature come in where we went from a company that made this great move to being the company that was like well screw the fans screw the Mm -hmm. reviews none of you were right about this we know what we're doing because they got so big that they they forgot what made that stuff work in the first place it's insane to me like i can't even imagine that these are the same companies at this point the same people who made that decision about the grand tour made the decision about uh the rings of power
3: it's crazy isn't
0: it it's so weird um but yeah, it's kind of this that that show's hilarious too. Man. That's why it's, you don't
3: hire anyone from the bad uh, robot,
0: right? Um, but there's there are instances of things working out correctly. So, and all it's going to take, man, I'm telling you, all it is going to take is for someone to recognize that formula and actually start running with it, and just be and and maybe people think DC is going to do it. I'm not convinced, but maybe somebody's going to maybe somebody's gonna push to finally be like it, it just has to start somewhere it has to start with some franchise where people are like thank you thank you for actually respecting what this is supposed to be um so we'll see i don't know yep all right well on that note thank you all so much for joining us for episode 121 of the underground we will be back next week Live 7 30 Eastern, hopefully, depending on my work schedule. The plan is for it to be 7 30. Um, but
1: until then, y'all take it easy. See ya. Being patient with them, I try to, but you got room temperature, IQ. IQ. Expecting a lecture from these idiot guys who mm. got opinions not worth this what's under my shoe. No. Y'all trip. Now mad at a pitch count Throwing heaters like my soul's beat up No people focus on hoaxes in the shows he booked And I'm hoping to open doors and I got foes and such But I know that I'll be opposing to the goal I must start attacking my brain's lashed in. Same way that I game is the same way of the back end. All the pain that I break up is like the pain to the Batman. I'm back cracking. Whack trends claiming they rap bands and backtracking. Give a crap about the what's face. Only thing you out rapping is a sandwich at Subway. And y'all just so happen to welcome on beef on my lunch plate. And you are a disaster and this can only go one way. And you steady flashing guns in your music viz. And I know you do it for the fun, but what you doing is abusing every rule. Of course, you can use it quick. You're showing the world you don't know what you are doing, kid. Don't you waste your time when well, you can be so much more so much more One thing that I want you to see is everybody is ignorant. It's only when you speak on what you don't know you become slow, and that ignorance crosses into stupidity. Yet I'm still spending my energy debating enemies that tend to be idiots, really inept politically, that don't have the depth or wit me. Oh well, it'll be co chance in hell. So riddle me this. How am I supposed to take you serious when all of your positions are socially expedient? Thinking you a rebel, but at most you obedient. Opposing opinions make folks be belligerent. A cult and religious, so you know what's on so seeing and vote what you told by the folks that got a this missing. Oh, you a hypocrite, and I'm in awe, cause the diversity you advocate is not in thought. You get away with it cause you placed in a freaking chamber with echoes rangin' surrounded by a bunch of brainless. Your aim is yet all the same, shame cause you ain't slick, afraid to relate other things cause you nameless. And weak, empathetic, you epitomize Politic ties cause you scared to be criticized Ancient trick, you ain't say this You afraid to unplug from the matrix Basic Why would you waste your time? When you can be so much more So much more